Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the second week after the big freeze. We are here to talk about the plants at your place. If I can help you with a gardening question, please pick up that phone. Give me a call. Let me know how I can help. It is 888-256-1080. Jared Taylor is running the boards and answering the phones, and his will be the first voice you'll hear. We were just chatting about all kinds of things. He's a very... A very amiable soul. You'll enjoy chatting with him. Don't chat too long because hopefully he'll have a lot of calls to answer. That's my goal. But you have to participate to get that to happen. It's 888-256-1080, the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Call right now, won't you please? And uh, we'll get the program underway in just a moment. Let's talk about springtime, which I think is set to resume here at any moment. Things are getting warmer. I looked at my weather app, and for the next 10 days where I live, outside the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it's not even going to be close to freezing. Hallelujah for that. I think I'm ready. Uh, Some cloudy weather, some rainy weather, that's okay. That's not a bad thing. But no freezes. That's a good thing. So let's talk about how we're going to pick up and go from here. 888-256-1080. I'll give you some tips on, uh, on the plants that you have. If you follow me at all on Facebook, if you read any of my newspaper columns, and most especially if you take my electronic newsletter, eGardens, you have seen a lot of information that I have put out on uh, on how to deal with the plants that have had freeze damage. And uh, so uh, it is pretty redundant to go back through plant by plant by plant. Let me do some general things and just tell you that if you have shrubs that were frozen, uh, look like they're just, well, let me, let me take it from a different approach than anything I've said so far this, uh, this time. Um, I hear a lot of my friends. I hear a lot of people on the radio. I see a lot of people in writing just anguishing. Oh, I've lost everything. And that is absolutely not the case. A lot of the plants that you have are going to bounce right back. They're going to be fine. There are some that will not bounce right back. And those are the plants that are maybe a couple of hardiness zones uh, south of where you should have planted them. Pittosporum is a good example in many parts of Texas. It shouldn't have been planted as far north as it was. And if it froze, it's not going to come back. Um, A lot of people are asking about cycads and and some of the true palms, the cycads are not, uh, well, sagos are not true palms, but they planted those, and they planted asparagus fern or, or foxtail fern. That's uh, an asparagus. It's a kind of a subtropical plant, and those are not probably not going to come back, at least not in the northern 80% of the state. So that happens, and, and we go on from there. Uh, but most plants, it's it's better to put the printing shears away and wait three or four weeks to see what's going to come back. Most of the plants that we have are going to come back. I put a post up yesterday on Facebook. Let me see. I'm just going to open up my Facebook page very quickly and look at what totals it has generated at this point because it uh, kind of amazed me. It had to do, I put Liriope up this morning, or Liriope, if you prefer that pronunciation, photo I took out in our yard uh, showing it um, winter burn, and that was from two hours ago, and it's had 20,000 people reached off already, just saying trim it. That's the one, of the one of the few plants that I think we do need to go ahead and trim because you want to get to it before the new growth starts coming up through it. 
Now let me scroll down just a little bit. Here are the live oak trees that I that I showed uh, from two days ago. Uh, made the post two days ago, and it's reached 100,000 people with 184 comments. And I just said basically, yeah, they look gray brown. Their leaves are about to shed. They were going to shed within a week or two anyway. They're going to be fine. This has happened. You think in all the millennia that live oaks have been native to Texas, they've been through this before? You bet they have. Just sit tight. Don't worry about it. Just uh, water them uh, if you're in a dry area and uh, let, them, let them put their new leaves out. A lot of these things are going to happen uh, pretty quickly. I'll tell you the worst year. I've been doing what I'm doing right now on the air. I've been doing 44 years, and I've been working with gardeners in Texas uh, prior to that with the Extension Service. So now for a total of 50 years, and the worst year of all was when we had a very hard freeze early in November, and live oaks turned brown at that point, and I had to go all winter long telling people just wait till March. Well, I can tell you right now, here on the 27th of February, just wait till March. <laughs> and that's a nice thing to say. They'll be fine. Um, so keep them watered and put some fertilizer on them when they start to bud out in two or three weeks. And Life will be wonderful. And pampas grass, need to trim it back before it starts to grow. But most of your shrubs, let them show you how much they've died back. If at all, you're going to be surprised. That's enough to get us started. Let me uh, let me do my first break, and then we'll get right to the, the phone lines. Lines are filled right now. I may have answered one or two questions, and if those lines open up, uh, you can get through on them. The phone number is 888-256-1080. 888-256-1080 for the Texas Lawn and Garden Hour. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my latest book. Uh, it is a book that is about to go into its fifth printing. I okayed that printing yesterday. It is a book that will help ensure your gardening success, and especially here in 2021, as we start to landscape and re-landscape some of the areas where we really want to touch up some things. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take some advantage of a couple of beds where I'm going to make some changes, and uh, that's a good thing. It could be the only gardening reference that you will need. It covers all aspects of outdoor gardening for all counties in Texas. 344 pages, 840 of my best photographs. Chapter 2 is the chapter that gives you 48 pages, 4 pages per month. It's a calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray to protect all of the plants in your landscape and garden four pages per month of what you do in that month you can see what you still need to do in february you can look ahead to what needs to be done in march it'll tell you in that chapter chapters 3 through 11 are the uh, chapters that uh, cover in comprehensive detail trees shrubs vines ground covers a big chapter on on annuals a big chapter on perennials lawns fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 1 is the basics, and that's where I show you the USDA hardiness zone map that you need to be using. It's actually the one from 1990. All of this is only $34.95 plus tax and postage. Price of the fifth printing will go up, so I'd advise you to, to get the book while you can. Right now, third, the fourth printing, just $34.95 plus tax and postage, and it is not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You buy it from my website, neilsperry.com. I'll be signing books tomorrow evening. Every book goes out of my house signed. And your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I will refund every penny. So that's my guarantee to you. Even though you can't see it, you have that assurance that you're going to be satisfied. So 
Here is the way you order it. Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. And if you don't order off the Internet, you can also call my office a Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W. That's 800-752-4769. But the better way by far is to order right now at neilsperry.com. There's a lot of talk these days about Made in America. Now, my book is Made in America. I didn't tell you that. Well, so are Mueller products. They've been made in America for almost 90 years. Mueller metal roofing and steel buildings are made right here by people who care about quality, both of materials and of workmanship. Whether it's a metal roof for your home or a custom steel building, or even a shed or a greenhouse for the backyard, Mueller means quality. Mueller has four manufacturing facilities right here in the USA. And with 33 branches for sales and service, there's a Mueller location near you. When you choose Mueller for metal build, for metal buildings or for metal roofing, you're choosing the best quality products to protect your family and your property. And you're supporting local jobs and local families. These are hardworking folks who are proud to provide a product made right here in America. Mueller Metal Roofing, Mueller Steel Buildings. Almost 90 years of making customers' dreams come true. When a business has been around for almost 90 years, you can trust that they're doing things right. They can give you a more beautiful home, greater comfort, and better peace of mind. Visit MuellerInc.com, that's M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. That's Mueller, made in America and made to last. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly Robinson, very much. First call up today, Lionel at Hilltop Lakes. Lionel, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, sir. How can I help you? Well, I got, <clears throat> I bought a house and I got trees very close to the house. One of them is even bending my gutter. Ooh. And I was wondering if I take them down, can I stump grind them or do I leave the stump so the roots stay there? Uh, you can do either one. If you can get a stump grinder that close to the house, uh, you would you'd be fine to do that. Uh, be very careful of any utilities that are there, any any wiring, any sprinkler lines, anything like that. Imagine you'd already thought of that, hadn't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. You sound like an intelligent soul, more so than I. <laughs> we have a, a pecan that uh, actually, when our builder poured our foundation, he misunderstood my instructions and poured the house uh, 18 inches closer to the pecan. It was an 8-inch pecan at that time. Now it's a 30-inch pecan, and uh, we had to we had to reroute our guttering. We, we cut a section out of it and sent part of it that way and part of it this way, and, and so there's no guttering there for about, uh, about 3 feet because of the pecan, because of how close it is to the house. Pretty soon the soffit will go away. And pretty soon I'll probably have to take out that wall. <laughs> it's yeah. they're amazing, but yes, you can you can uh, you can grind grind it if you can get to it. You'll be amazed. Yeah, there will I'm be scared. there will be some there will be some large roots that go back under the house. I was absolutely amazed. We were having 
the beginnings of a an issue with our front door, which is about 10 feet away, and we did some uh, air spading. I had an arborist come with his air spade, and we said, oh, my gosh, look there at that root that goes down under the house. And so that's um, that's the price you pay. Okay, mine are oak trees. They're kind of big. Yes, and they cover, you can't see the house from the year if you flew over it. There's so many trees around it. I understand. Yeah, we uh, we have Google Earth for our address, and, and the only thing you see is the roof of our garage. The trees cover 11 <laughs> acres. So I, I understand completely. Well, okay, thanks a lot. Have a great day, Lionel. Take care. It's good to hear from you. Let's go to Jim in Bryan. Jim, this is Neil. Good morning. Hello, Jim. Jim and Brian going once, going twice. He had a question about winter weeds. That's too bad. Probably would have been a good one for a lot of people. So we will open up that line. I have two open lines now, folks. Note that, if you will, and give us a call at 888-256-1080. We go to Bobby, also in Brian. Bobby, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you, gave me, you gave me sage advice last summer on three trees that were planted in December of 2019 on a watering schedule. And I was getting ready to start watering. And after the freeze, of course, all the leaves are off of my poor little three-inch diameter trunk trees. I have three of them. They've lost all their leaves. And is there anything other than the watering that I can do to hopefully save them? What are they? They're live oaks. All right, and what did they look like three weeks ago? They had leaves on them. They had all the leaves. They look good? Yes, sir. They were losing some leaves out toward the uh, tips, but on the, um, within oh, two foot of, of each of the trunk, limbs were spread out about four feet wide in diameter, and right. within two feet they had leaves on them. All right. Um, they were they were doing fine at that point, and they are doing fine at this point. Uh, what you're seeing is what I was describing earlier, that flash freeze of the, of the weather, and uh, they'll be just fine. Uh, until they start to produce some buds and, and start leafing out, I would just uh, sit tight, keep them moist. If you hit a dry spell of a couple of weeks or 10 days, I would soak them deeply. Um, if uh, have you had have you had some rain in this last batch that came through uh, the last two or three days? No, sir, we did not. Uh, the right. last the last water we've had on anything here was the snow and ice melt uh, oh. a week and a half ago. All right, uh, it wouldn't hurt in the next three or four days if you don't get rain uh, out of the, the stuff that's going on right now. It wouldn't hurt to lay the hose near each one of them and water them deeply. And you don't want to water a wet plant, but you also don't want to let young plants like that get dry as they're trying to uh, put out their new growth. And then when you see the new buds for me, it'll, they'll come pretty quickly as the weather warms. At that point, uh, I would put a, and so we'll be in March by then, I would put, uh, if they're three inches in diameter, you said, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I, w I would put probably, I'm going to go very light on this, but I'd probably put a quarter of a cup of a good all nitrogen lawn fertilizer that you would put okay. on your turf grass. Just make sure it has no weed killer, no weed and feed. And right. I'd sprinkle that over the entire uh, original soil ball that they were with, either bald and burlapped or out of the container, and uh, just scratch it in the top quarter inch of the soil just with a corner of a hoe. 
and water one more time, and that'll get them started for the springtime, and that'll help boost them into new growth. They're going to be fine. All right, perfect. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you your You can help. do it. If you made it last year, you can do it this year. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank sir. you, Bobby. Have a good day. Bye-bye. All right, Cindy and Cameron will be the next call up. Cindy, you stay right there for me, please. And uh, let me tell you right now about Neil Sperry's eGardens. I mentioned eGardens earlier, and you may say, what is he talking about? Well, if you've listened very long, you know that this is my free Thursday night electronic newsletter. Last week at this time, we're trying to get it up and running because uh, we, we had had no power. Have you heard that Texas had some outages last week? Well, this week, not so much. We got eGardens out right on time this past Thursday, 30 hours ago, whatever that count is, 36 hours ago. It comes out Thursday at 6 p.m. from my computer to your email box. There always will be one uh, plant of the week, a featured plant of the week, and this week it was all the plants that have had freeze damage. And what do you do with them? I just decide rather than featuring one particular plant, I deal with all all of those you always will have usually it'll be something that's beautiful right at that time and that just didn't seem appropriate right now so anyway that's that's what the featured plant was this week you always will have a featured question of the week you also will have always uh, in eGardens a, um, uh, a, a list of what you need to do in your landscape and garden in the ensuing three or four days and that's called gardening this weekend uh, you will have uh, uh, also, I'm looking at, at my files, and boy, I had so much stuff in eGardens this week, it's hard for me to find everything. Um, oh, I had the, the, uh, the pre-emergent weed uh, uh, application schedule for the state of Texas this week. That is a big one. That got a lot of page views. So that's what we put in eGardens. There are always five stories. Uh, Stephen Chambly had a story from Longview, from the Longview Arboretum. So uh, he writes once a month for us. That's what eGardens is all about. If you want to see what it looks like, go right to where you would sign up for it if you're not already a subscriber. We have picked up about three or 4,000 subscribers in the last few weeks. For Neil Sperry's eGardens comes out every week. It's free and always will be. I never give or sell your email address to anybody, and I never spam you. And so nothing to worry about there. You can always unsubscribe very easily. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens. Take a look at the most recent issue at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. That's the same place you go to buy my newest book. But instead of going to the book, you go to eGardens. I'll have more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly Robinson. Let me tell you what's happening this afternoon for us. Let me tell you. We are having a birthday party here at our house for two of our granddaughters. There was a time three days ago when our three granddaughters were 14, 15, and 16. Happens every year that they're sequential for about, about 12 days, I think. And Audrey just turned 17, so that broke the cycle. Always does. But uh, anyway, they are coming here to our house. They live about uh, 10 or 12 miles away from us. And they are coming to our house to be in our house for the first time in a year. They have been very... Well, they're, one of the ones in their family has some autoimmune issues, and so... Um, uh, and, and they also have a, a little brother named Nolan. And um, 
I've been honest with you. Nolan spent 31 days in Children's with uh, Children's Hospital. And uh, so anyway, they've been very respectful of us and vice versa. And and we've seen them out on their cul-de-sac and had uh, pizza a couple times. But it will be so nice to have them in the house again. So anyway... They are the ones, i got to tell you the story, and I'll move on. I know I have calls to go to, but but uh, Laura, in the middle of the three uh, granddaughters, uh, we have a bunch of grandchildren photos up and down our stairs. You may, if you're on my Facebook page, you may remember this from a year ago. Um, and I think the conversation went something like this uh, between the, the granddaughters. I don't think they ever changed these because she's not in these photos. They're old photos of of. Uh, the grandkids when they were young, they're black and white, and I had them nicely framed and had a decorator hang them for us, probably 40 of them. She said, I don't think they ever changed these. I'm not even up here. Neither is Ella. And they're on another wall, but they're not on that wall. And so Lauren put it upon herself to find photos and get them exactly sized. And on Christmas Day a year ago, 2019, uh, with one of them standing guard and the other two doing the deed, they this had went on for two years. They carefully double-taped photos over the photos that they thought would be least obvious up on the wall, on our stairway, that we would pass and notice right away, and we didn't. And so there are seven of them up there, and they're still there. I'm going to point it out this afternoon, and they're still there. That's the funniest thing ever saw they're gorillas <laughs> they're black and white photos of gorillas that they found and sized properly and it's just really crazy just pasted over the photos of the grandkids this is our wall of grandchildren and there are the gorillas so anyway they're coming today and we are so excited we've had our shots and we've served our time and it is so nice to get back into real life and for those of you who for one reason or another can no longer do that, or still can't. God bless you. Thank you, medicine. Thank you, doctors. Thank you, Moderna. That was ours. Thank you, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson. All right, back to Cindy and Cameron. Cindy, this is Neil. You know, the first car I had was a used car I bought in Hearn. My dad and I went up. (laughs) I didn't buy it. He bought it. It was an old Ford that was bought at Hefley Stedman Ford in Cameron, Texas, and I drove that to Ohio State and Colorado State and all over America. So that was my wife and I's first car when we were married. How you doing, Cindy? I'm doing fine, thanks. How can uh, I help oh, you? Well, I want to say one thing. I get your eGardens bulletin on Thursdays, and I it's something I look forward to every Thursday. Thank I you. Just, I just want to thank you. I, I mean, I have learned so much off that uh, bulletin. Thank you. I, I just love it. Okay, my question is, I have uh, about 25 different antique roses, and uh, they didn't do well after the freeze. They're, I got my clippers and started clipping till I found green, and I'm not finding very much green. It's all maybe two, three inches off the ground. Should, should I go ahead and cut it off to the green? Or should I dig up? I mean. Oh no 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 no. Um, let me be very blunt and ask you: What was your source? Where did you buy those? Uh, most of them I bought at Antique Rose Emporium. All right, they they grow own root roses. They root cuttings 
for their roses. I, I figured that's what you would say. And all of those are from cuttings. They will come back true to form from their roots, and every one of those will come back. Do not take them out. In fact, okay. don't cut them back anywhere near as far as you were describing. Cut them back to a foot or so, and don't cut any more until they say, hey, I'm not, com I'm not coming out up there. Cut me more. Cut me more. And you won't know that for another two or three weeks. Okay. 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 Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I asked you that. I so. am too. They are too. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much. They will come back. I promise you. The antique roses are antiques because they were found in abandoned. Mike Shoup is the owner of the Antique Rose Emporium, and Mike tells stories about how he would always go out and he would drive up and down the old farmstead roads and find these things in cemeteries, in places where there'd be a chimney and a rose bush. That's all that would be there. And he'd get cuttings and, and take them back and propagate them. And then he'd try to find out, what is this thing? What did I, what did I propagate? He's, he is just fabulous. And um, <laughs> I shouldn't tell this, but I've heard him tell it in public. He all, if, if it was a home in an older neighborhood, he'd, he'd go up and knock on the door and ask permission to take a cutting. And if he got turned down, there was somebody out there with him who was standing by the plant. This is the plant where Henry, or whatever the guy's name was, is standing. Is, it would be all right if I take a cutting. And if the lady said, no, I'd rather you didn't. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think you get the rest of the story. Yeah. Henry, Henry might have had one in his pocket by then. <laughs> Mike yeah. is so wonderful. He has done so much for roses. You'll be fine. Okay, I sure appreciate that. All right, Thank have you. a have a great day. Thanks for the call. All right, let's see where I am time wise. I I took too long telling my stories. Let's uh, let's go to Gary in Hearn. Gary, this is Neil. Good morning. Hey, I'm trying to plant some potatoes today, and it, it, it's going to be they're going to be planted in moisture, but they've been cut for five days, so I got to do something with them, or they're either going to rot on the table or they're going to rot in the garden. Understand? So gotcha. I, is it is it worthwhile to to put the cut edges in in uh in sulfur dust wettable sulfur? Yes, sir. I yeah no yeah I would dust them with sulfur, not in. You don't have to wet the sulfur. You're not doing that. Yeah, dust them with sulfur, and that'll keep uh, uh, any kind of decay from happening. Is your garden raised at all up on a in a y raised? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's about eight inches raised. Oh, that's perfect. I would think you could just cut a little, well, you're going to want to plant them a little bit deeper, but uh, I would think you could uh, uh, you could plant them today without any problem. I asked somebody, who was it? Uh, I guess it was Bobby in Brian Bowes Live Oaks, if he had had any rain uh, out of the rain that came through uh, parts of Texas earlier this uh, last uh, night before last, and he said, no, did you get any of that rain? I got I got some yesterday and I've got uh, I got some this morning. So you're uh, a got, little bit soil's a little bit wet. Yeah, go ahead yeah. and get it done. Uh, if they're beginning to shrivel and get soft, I'd get them planted pretty quickly. Okay, they'll, and, they'll last another it, day or two. Any any potatoes that are soft or oozing or discolored, don't even bother planting them. I I, I suppose, huh? I probably would not. I tend, when I'm planting seed potatoes, I tend to cut mine pretty big just because I don't, I do feel, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like I have to use every last individual eye. Uh, and, and if that's the case, you'll probably be all right. 
All righty. I'll go from there. Thank you. All right, Gary. Thanks for the call very, very much. All right, Gloria in Corpus Christi is set to come up next. I'm going to take a break. We'll come to her, and then I have open lines after that. So clear sailing. If you'd like to call, we have time for your call, lots of time. 888-256-1080. Call right now. 888-256-1080. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening is my book. If you want to know more about vegetable gardening and how to how to plant, how far apart to plant, when to plant, it's all in this uh, in this book. There are two places you would find out when to plant vegetables. One is in Chapter 2 where you have that calendar of when to do everything, when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all the plants in your landscape and garden. It's covered there, but it is covered in incredible detail in the planting chart for vegetables back in the, let's see, fruit vegetables and in the very last chapter of the book right there you'll have that chart that covers how far apart to plant them how far the rows should be apart and when you should plant all the different vegetables it's a there's a huge amount of information back there i worked longer on the vegetable chapter and the fruit chapter than any other chapters in the entire book 11 chapters that cover every aspect of outdoor gardening, not just fruit and vegetables, but landscapes and lawns, the whole works, annuals and perennials. It's a 344-page book, 840 of my best photographs. Chapter 2 is that calendar of 48 pages telling you when to do everything. And then uh, the other eleven, the other eight chapters, trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter one is the basics of gardening. This book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. Imagine. I self-published it because I wanted the editor of my choice, Carolyn Skye, and the graphic designer of my choice, and that would be Cindy Smith. If I'd gone through a publisher, first of all, I knew the book would be just a lot more expensive. I didn't want that for you. And secondly, I'd have been assigned somebody I never had met before, and I didn't want that. That's a selfish thing. I'm really happy with this book, and I think you will be too. I guarantee your satisfaction with it, or I will refund every penny. As we finish up the fourth printing of the book, that will be 60,000 books sold, and so far not one request for a refund. Fifth printing will come soon, and it will be at a higher price. $34.95 plus tax and postage is the price if you order now. Not in stores, not on Amazon, you get it from my website. I'll sign your copy, and we'll get it in the mail on Monday. Satisfaction guaranteed. Here is the phone number. And I'll give you the website. The better way is the website, neilsperry.com. Phone number, Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. The website is n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y.com. neilsperry.com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I'll have more after these messages. Thank you, Kelly, very much. Let's go to Gloria in Corpus Christi. Gloria, this is Neil. Good morning. Uh, yes, good morning, Neil. You helped out a couple of weeks ago before the freeze, giving us advice to take our uh, two-week um, newly planted crotons out of the ground and put them into the pots that we bought them in. Um, my question to you, <laughs> thank you, um, what should we do as far as planning for when to put them back into the ground? Well, I think you're safe now. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I think you're fine now. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't worry at this point. You don't foresee any snow coming soon, do you? 
If you do, let me know <laughs> if you would. <laughs> I sure hope not. Yeah, I do too. We were, we were in bad shape in my house. so It was. Uh, I, I watched your weather, and I and, uh, watched weather at each of the major cities around the state and all my affiliates, and it was a mess. I'll tell you, the one that amazed me the most was how Alpine Fort Davis went up and down, and, and uh, they uh, their weather does not always track with the rest of the state because of the mountains, but... Anyway, but oh. Corpus Christi certainly was certainly got cold. Brownsville, oh, yeah. Arlington, even yeah. No, yeah, I'd go ahead and get them planted as soon as you can work the soil. All righty, well, planted. thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great one. All <laughs> right, have a good one. Thank you. Let's go to Bernard in Amarillo. Bernard, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Yes, how can I help you? Okay, I've got a wisteria plant. It's probably thirty years old. When I got your book, I looked at it, the thing hadn't bloomed. The first year you had it, it had blooms on when we planted it, and it hadn't bloomed since. And I've tried all kinds of things. 30 years and it hadn't bloomed? It's a little frustrating. Oh, yeah, it is. They told me to plant another one beside it. Oh, that's no, That's what no. I did. No, and no, that's, that's, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> that doesn't, doesn't uh, make it bloom. How much sunlight does it get? Oh, probably three-fourths of the day. Let me let me just tell you, you know what, rather than ask you a bunch of questions, let me tell you the thing. It's the most common question that I get on vines. Without any, it, it equals all the other questions on vines added together. Why does my wisteria not bloom? I can't even think of other vine questions compared to that one. Uh, number one, they're often not in enough uh, uh, light because we plant them under structures for to go up and grow over the top or they're under trees or whatever. Uh, shade grows over them, whatever. So that's one thing. I, I'm and, and Bernard, I'll tell you, I'm probably not going to be able to nail down the specific cause. Please work with me on it. It may be a combination of things. Number one, not enough light. Number two, um, people prune them in the wintertime. They must not be pruned after about the end of the summer because they set their flower buds in the fall. And any pruning that's done from, from September on will remove flower buds. And people are so used to pruning things in the winter that they don't realize that. Number three, uh, they're very often grown in the same soil as turf grass. And they share an area with, with a lawn or with ground cover beds. And those plantings get nitrogen. Nitrogen is the enemy of flower bud production on wisteria. And uh, wisterias will grow luxuriantly, but they won't bloom if they uh, have nitrogen, especially in the fall. So you have to leave them a little bit hungry in the fall. And one thing that I recommend to people that very often will work is root pruning. Have you tried root pruning? I haven't tried it. That's what I've seen in your book. It said cut them. You'll take a yeah, about, yeah, about 16 or 18 inches away from the trunk in a radius uh, around maybe 15 to 18 inches. Uh, you would just cut a slit all the way around. You don't try to dig the plant out at all, heavens no, but you just cut the lateral roots, and that shocks yes. the plant enough that the survival of the species kicks in, and it will, it will uh, very often uh, kick it into bloom. People call back and say, hey, thanks for that. You do that in September while it's uh, making the decision, do I bloom or do I not bloom? And um, and that, in combination with the other things I told you, uh, very often will work. 
So I'd give that a try. Okay. I'll I hope it helps. Call me, call me back and let me know, would you? Okay, yeah. It, it probably gets full sunlight because uh, it grows over a fence, so it gets right. lots of light. Well, call me back and let me know if the root pruning helps. That's that's my best my best guess for you. I, I need to run because I've got two more calls and one more break to do, but hopefully that'll help. Have a good day. Thank you, sir. All right. I'll come back and go to Jim and Jason, and uh, both uh, down in South Texas. So we go from Amarillo to the Corpus Christi area. Neil Sprays, uh, let's see, I don't need to do my book again. I just did that. What do I need to do right now? I need to do my website, and that is uh, neilsperry.com. And I'll just tell you, that's where you can order my book. That's where you can also sign up for eGardens, my free electronic newsletter. It's where you can find my 1,001 frequently asked questions. That would be a, a big help for a lot of things if you can't get through on the radio. Um, and you find uh, information on Rose Rosette Virus. All of that at N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. At Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered, and they feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant, and they come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But the true value never stops at just that. It's a quality product at a reasonable price. It's more than that. It shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision. And Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, you get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call Mueller today. Call them Monday, 877-2-MUELLER, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. That translates to 877-268-3553. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. Mueller means more. I'll have more after this message. Thank you, Kelly, very much. We are short on time, so I'm going to go directly to our uh, call uh, calls. We have Jim in Ingleside and Jason in Corpus Christi. Jim, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Uh, yes, yeah, sir. Jim in Ingleside, right close to Corpus. Just a quick question on uh, oleanders. Um, I put a border between the road and my property on the ole, you know, on, with oleanders, and uh, well, are they going to survive this this deep freeze we had? Yes, bad. absolutely. Uh, you'll probably have to cut them back a ways. Uh, how far you'll have to cut them back as far south as you are, I don't know. But if you right. wait about two or three weeks, they're going to tell you. They're going to start budding out. They right. may come back from their roots or they may come back up the stem a ways. Generally, right. in most of Texas, oleanders will come back from their roots, and we'll just have to yeah. go into lopping shears and cut the tops off. But they will be beautiful within about uh, yeah. six weeks, six or eight weeks. Yeah, the state state uses them for all the borders along the highways. So I figured. Well, I'm well familiar. Most, yeah. One of the most hardy plants. So anyway, yeah. all right, Neil. I just want to make sure. Thank you, sir. Thanks for the call. Yes, let's go to Jason in Corpus Christi. Jason, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Uh, yes, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Have about half a minute, so make it quick, quick. St. Augustine. Yeah, absolutely. St. Augustine. I've got uh, my particular situation is that my grass, the previous owners of the house layered on the dirt pretty thick every spring. So my grass is is 
beautiful, it's wonderful, it's thick, but it is dead, 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 and I cannot mow under level five. What do I need to do? All right. Uh, you say it's dead. It's dead from the cold? Yes, sir. Dead from the freeze. Well, you can't tell it's dead from the freeze yet. This is only 10 days away. Wait about a month before you make any decision. Post it on my Facebook page, please. I will remember your call. Just use my name. I'm there. We'll be back next week. Happy gardening.